Ladies and gentlemen, good evening, good morning, good afternoon. This is Variety Sports Network, and this is football from across the pond. So, gents, good evening. How are we doing? We've got Johnny and Craig with us again. Good to see you guys. Hello, uh, how's it going? Not too bad, not too bad. Yourself? Good, good. I'm good, yeah. How are you doing, one. Craig? Good. Yeah, I'm good, Gary. How are you? Doing well, doing well. We're, we're all we're all buzzing off of a, a week where we all managed to win. Yes, it's, kind of a, it's been a while. It's been a while for all three of us to to have a win to a, an extra number in the column. So, uh, Johnny, I mean, you guys are flying now, right? Yeah, it did. It did good. You know, the defense showed up, and we just gave the ball to Barclay for thirty-five times and let him pummel his way through the defense. <laughs> if it's not so broke, don't do, fix it. Can't, right? can't do that every week, though. But no, it was it was good. It was it was a bit nervy to watch at times, but especially it was only seven three at half time when you've got most of the game. But yeah. they, they they got it. That's the main thing. And Dallas lost. Which big loss for that one. Yeah, and, and not just Dallas, but also yeah. yeah, the and the Eagles sort of picking Eagles. up their first loss as well. So I mean, you're yeah, suddenly sitting. Shock, that one, like, so. Yeah, you're sitting nice and pretty there, aren't you? Yeah. Well, are you half a um, game behind? One game behind now? Uh, is it one one game? You're seven and eight. two. They're eight and one. Eight and one. Yeah, one game. So, yeah. Well, so Dallas has got the tiebreak over us, and we're playing them again in a couple of weeks, so that'll be fun. But it suddenly adds that extra spice now, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's the all, game all, one division game. Sorry, all four in the division could make the playoffs. Who would have thought that a couple of years ago? The well, NFC. we've still got to play NFC least. Yeah, no, yeah. we've got uh, we still got to play Washington twice, Eagles twice, and Dallas once. So. Yeah, it'll all shake out in the wash soon, won't it? Yeah, because a lot of the lot of yours, well. which could be a toughie because they're, they're flying high as well. Mm. Yeah, Andy Cokes with Jordan Taylor. So it's a, it's quite a tougher running. We've had an easier bit. But we've got Detroit. You never know what you're going to get off them, Ken. We've had two wins in a row. Ken, their offense is pretty good, but their defense is pretty awful. So yeah, we'll see what happens. We said when they played against Green Bay, the defense is pretty no bad. That's like, well, I'm not sure. Had, so. I'm not. I'm not sure the defense was pretty good against Green Bay. Office Green Bay offense was pretty poor. Pretty bad. I think it was pretty good. But you know, as a nice segue, still got to catch him. So that's true. Segues nicely into your uh, finally get back on track, back in the winning column, Craig. And it oh, honestly, Gary, it's uh, not the fourth time. Well, that was uh, I didn't even realise it. If we'd have lost, it was five in a row for the first time as with Rogers oh. in Rogers' career. So that would have been uh, a bad one. But yeah, that snuck in. That snuck up on us. I didn't realise it was. That close to being five in a row, God. yeah. Five in a row would have been that's yeah, uh, yeah. it was four in a row, so um, I, it's one of those ones where finally something's clicked, you know. That it's uh, if Watson can be that man, you know, and it's see, see when he put that ball up for the first touchdown, I mean, that ball's in there forever, and it just looked <laughs> a carbon copy of week one. Mm. I was holding my breath, I could I was, just please catch this ball, please catch this ball, and when it came down into his arms, I kind of. I thought, do you know what? This could be, we, we could be on something here. And then Dallas just turned around and smacked us about a little bit for a couple a of more. Mm. But then... Uh, what I found, what I did find interesting after, you know, catching a bit of your game and watching a bit of the highlights, it, it's Rogers kept going back to it. 
there were a couple of times there were a three a, a couple of throws where you, you know, Watson just I don't know just lost the ball ran the wrong route you know didn't put you know the the one down the sideline where he was clear that he was looking back and the ball was already up in the air and you look at that you think you think early on in the season Rogers had gone oh, I'm not coming back to you but he seemed to either come to the conclusion that he had nobody else he could throw to. Or, you know, he just, want, he just maybe somebody said, give the kid a chance. You know, maybe he's seen something in training. Just keep throwing at him. He'll catch the next one. He'll catch the next one. And that's what seemed to kind of, you know, maybe that's a, a change. Whereas, you know, in the early season, as you say, he dropped that one ball and just, you know, didn't throw back to him for the next six weeks. I wonder if that's a, a slight change or is it the fact that your running game kind of came to the fore as well? You you actually used your running game. I think a lot, I think uh, with Watson, the, the one that he caught, the, the first touchdown that he caught, I think that was a big turning point for him, you know, then Rodgers, you know, he, he's caught one and that's kind of, he starts going back and forth, back to him more and more. Plus, obviously, as you say, Gary, had no one else to throw to, no one else was out there really, you know, it's uh, his other favourite boobs wasn't there, you know, he's still injured, so um, mm. not much left, but the run game did get going again, you know, and uh, Aaron Jones is, seems to be taking over as the number one now, it looks like Dylan is the the kind of backup and the change of pace now, so uh, that that that's looking good as well. But you know, it, it's one one at the end of the day. It's one one. We've got the Titans next. Then we've got the Eagles. Then we've got our bye week. We've got to go at least one and one over the next two, and then we need to win in after that. Now the five after hmm. that are very winnable. I mean, the Vikings are in there, but other than that, it's uh, you know Chicago, um, Detroit. And two that aren't that difficult, so I, you know it is possible to run on. Mm-hmm. But um, you know we'll see what happens. We need to go one and one before the bye now. I think uh, beat the Titans and then the Eagles games are free. But yeah, it should be. But as you say, the Vikings get they'll probably flex your Vikings game to um, thingy, wouldn't they? Into uh, prime time, so then you should be okay. Well, yeah, that's prime time. Prime time, prime time. Yeah. Okay. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Yeah, so sorry, stuff in the background going on there. Um, yeah, so yeah, no worries. Yeah, yeah, and the, and the 49ers was, I mean, we got the win, but it certainly wasn't the kind of win that we were expecting because we were expecting to kind of run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball all over the Chargers. But the Chargers obviously came to play, kind of came up with a game plan which nullified McCaffrey completely. I think he only had. 36 38 yards on the ground yeah this week but, but you know from the flip side it was, a, it was at the bye week we had a few players come back healthy and you know we suddenly got much like you say yourself great we found a running game and a one-two punch where mitchell came back and just kind of came yeah, back mitchell as if he'd never carries, been away. But, uh, yeah, he, he had a lot more carries a lot more yards he was getting a lot more yards per carry as well he just looked like he'd never been away and it was it was refreshing to see because i think a lot of us had forgotten just how good mitchell was last year because of McCaffrey I and mean, we got you know yeah. starry eyed and then suddenly Mitchell came back and just showed us you know that one cut sort of vertical runner that he is it was actually you know what we needed for that game it was it was messy you know we got into the red zone a lot and only came out with field goals but our defense kind of did what they did against the Rams which was kind of turn up second half and shut them down for 52 combined yards for the whole second half and no points. I mean, it's like if your defense can do that, it not really matter if you're only kicking field goals when you get into the red zone. As we get into it, I'm not sure that's going to be enough. And, you know, our red zone conversion will definitely have to 
improve, but the template's there as we move forward. So, uh, you know, it's it's good to come out of the bye. I think there was a lot of rust coming out of the bye week. It looked a bit messy. It looked a bit rusty. Things just weren't clicking, but, you know, we're now on the road. We're our way. We've got that one out of the way, which I think was potentially much, like you say, Craig, one of the harder games on our second half of the schedule. So looks pretty good for us to chase down the Seahawks now, now that they kind of may have stumbled in Munich, you know. Um, I don't know if it was a stumble or if it was, you know, it was an international game. Do you have to take it a little bit of, I can't, I, I don't want to say the Buccaneers are on the way back because that's, you know, two scruffy wins, but the top of their division by two scruffy wins again, aren't they? Yeah. Or something crazy like that. So they might be on the way back, but it, it seems like, are the wheels coming off the Seahawks? Maybe, fingers oh, wow. crossed, it gives us a chance to to catch them. But again, I suppose, Johnny, you're thinking that from the Eagles as well, right? You're thinking, are the wheels coming off? Is it, can you catch them? Uh, no, no, the, the wheels are not coming off there. Like, and it was a, Washington's a funny team, you know, they could be really bad. But when it comes to division game, their defense is usually really good. Mm. And right. you never get an easy defensive game against Washington. And Heineke just likes to throw the ball in McLaren. But as me and Craig were saying earlier on, when you looked at the score in the morning, you saw like 32 points, you're like, field goal, field goal, field goal. And it wasn't until I realized you scored a defensive touchdown at the end, which made it flatter to score a bit. Yeah, Washington have been sneaky. Decent, you know, I mean, especially with Heineken, and I know he only went for about 170 odd yards or something through the air, but it, the players seem to be playing for him there. And, you know, they would be 4 and 0 or 5 and 0 or something like that. If, you know, the Vikings, they were all over the Vikings. They should have yeah. won that game. They lost it at the, at the end, you know, making a few mistakes at the end, but they should have won that game. You know, yeah, they're 4 and 1 for Heineken, so. Four and one, yes, it would have been five and all if it wasn't for losing to the Vikings. And you know, they had the chance to kill that game at the end when uh, Heineke overshot McLaurin mm. by about five yards. You know, just a mistake, but one mistake cost them that game. They, they, they're still in for a shout, the, the Reds, uh, uh, sorry, the Commanders. Yes, Commanders, yeah, take command. That's it. Uh, it's, yeah, but you're right. I mean, they're one of those streaky teams as well, aren't they? And, and yeah. Heineke coming in seems to have obviously usurped Vince. I know he's due coming back off of IR pretty soon, but I mean, I don't know if you saw that, but you know, he's now the face of the season tickets for next year for the for the Washington Commanders. The, the last home game, it was billboards plus the you know the giant jumbotron that had buy your season ticket now, and it's Taylor Heineke as the face of it. You're thinking that's going to be interesting when Carson Wentz comes back when he's on the multiple million pound contract and you know you're putting the backup quarterback on just the face of your season tickets yeah there, I, I, was, I was i was surprised he didn't go behind you get you start with because he, he, he did okay last year do you know what i mean you got more than last he did year, year, yeah. year yeah. He, he, won and he stuck in and he played well you know what i mean yeah i was going to say he's got a good collection with terry isn't he because he seems terry's even last year fantasy yeah. His last four games with Heineke, you know, he's going, you know, on that gradual progression upwards, which is what you expect in the car to be doing there because, you know, they gave him that big contract. You expect him to be the number one receiver. And now he's almost playing like wide receiver one in that position. So maybe, maybe it's it's not that he's a better quarterback than, than Carson Wentz. Maybe it's just that he makes everybody else better around him. And, you know, the team needs a player that does that more than he, they need a, a start potentially. Yeah, I think that's the case, right? You know what I mean? 
I think it's the, the chasing of Carson Wentz of pre-injury, isn't it? But it, it just doesn't seem to be there anymore is the thing. I think it's, uh, and you know, the Colts went chasing and didn't find it and he's got another shot at Washington. I'm not sure how many more he's going to get now, you know, especially if he loses a job to Heineke, which looks exceedingly valid now. Mm, it does, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, does, I, mean I know he had that had that three or four weeks didn't we have loads of backup quarterbacks being starters because of injuries and whatever else but you're getting to that stage now yes okay Dax walked straight back into the starting job obviously yeah but other quarterbacks are still kind of on the other backups are still playing in some places and, and he's one who's come in and gone I I deserve this job yeah. do you really you know do Washington really sort of have the wherewithal and the, the position where they're in in the division right now where they're still in with a shout to kind of uproot it all over again and put the star back in that wasn't really working out at the beginning. Star, yeah. That would be that would be a big call for Ron Rivera, I should imagine. Two and four versus four and one, you know, that's uh, the simple mathematics of it all. It's you know yeah. star it's, or not. Star or not, Heineke's got them in the mix for that division, which, you know, on, on all and in all in all honesty, you know, all on you know, a division that you would expect if, if they were on a, the record they're on, they may well have been leading that division in the last few years. So it's just a, yeah. an odd one that they're finally, you know, everyone, as you say, in that division has a, are they able, have you got all got a winning record in your division? Yeah, all got a winning record. I think Washington were six even and five. Winning, even. Yeah. Even. They were five and five, so they'll be, be six. Uh, six and five. Yeah. I thought they had a winning record, but maybe not. Well, no, no, I think they're five and five now. Five Washington. and five, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. five and five. Two and but four, even, four and one. That was before. Thought, yeah, there, so there was a crossover, wasn't it? So, yeah, I mean, but even a five and five record in the NFC least, as it used to be a couple of years ago, would have probably been good enough, for, you know, to be certainly in first first or second spot. So, you know, the fact that Heineke's kept them in there, he's got to be, he's got to be in for a shout to keep that job until the end of the season. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and unless they start losing again, obviously, if they start losing again, then they might chuck Carson back in to see what he's got and see if that's the way forward, you know, because at the end of the day, Heineke's probably not going to be the way forward, even if he plays out this season. You can't see him being, you know, He's, he's not a star quarterback. You can't imagine he'll be starting quarterback material, can you? So, you know, it's uh, if they lose a few games and they can't kind of drop out of the running again with, with how good the division is, it might be put Wentz back in and see if he can find something the last few games that can maybe take him forward. Well, that's the because he has a streaky quarterback, so if he does hit a slump, they're usually pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Last year, they cost him a few, so yeah. if he gets in the slump, they might put Wentz back in. But at the moment, yeah, the fans I mean, are enjoying him, the players are liking it, so... Yeah. Which is saying something considering that what the other mess that's going on in Washington being up for sale and being sued by the FBI and whatever else is going on behind the scenes in Washington. The fact the team's doing well is kind of masking a lot of that, maybe. I wonder. So it's not not a, not a fun position for any player to be going into. Yeah, I, I can't imagine it's a place that anyone was really wanting to get drafted into at the beginning of the season. Obviously, you know it's, uh, but you know, I guess I've got to just block all it, block out everything else but the football. But it's easier said than done sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. I was, I think I read something that Alex Smith put in there, and, and he said he when he went into Washington, the, the fans are amazing. They love the team. They want you to win, but they just don't want to support the team. They want the team to win, but they don't want to support the team and all the stuff that's going on so it's a, a horrible you said it and i think i read something it's a horrible place to come into if you just move into the town you know you move in because you get you know traded 
you walk into this if you're part of it and you you know you're from the area you can kind of get it but it's you yeah. said it's quite difficult for a player and you just got to just go i'm only here for sunday i play for football get in get out don't deal with all the other stuff so as you say anyone who's on the draft rotor for next year and start seeing washington loom up you've got to be thinking oh, oh i don't really want to go into a situation where the, the owner's you know potentially selling up or potentially getting in prison or whatever else it doesn't sound a, a very stable place well, the rookie did get shot in pre-season, remember? So. Oh, yeah, well, that doesn't... That <laughs> doesn't go well for to Washington get oh, shot. Yeah. Although, to be fair, if you can, if there's anywhere that you can get away with lies and corruption, it's Washington, D.C., you know? So. I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we won't go into politics right now. That's very good. Thing. We'll take that. <laughs> no. But, you know, so, uh, but, yeah, no, it's, it's not... It, the, the team's doing very well for the situation that they're in, I would say. You know, and Ron Rivera as well, it's, you know, he's suffered just yeah. a bite cancer too. You know, you've got to take your hat off to him. With all that nonsense that's going on in the background as well, he can put together a team that can go 5-5 five and five in, a, yeah. in the NFL. That's quite impressive. It's pretty impressive, isn't it? And it's interesting because, you know, just I kind of stuck a tagline in that the playoffs are looming. And, you know, it's interesting that some teams you're already thinking are already turning their attention to getting out at the end of the season without too much more damage Texans maybe the, definitely the Rams now after the injury reports and everything else and after losing to the Cardinals I think the Rams are already now starting to think rebuild and look to the next season and you wonder you know do you think Craig your your winning record now you're turning it around do you think potentially you're still going to play off one in you or you, you left it too late I'm not, I think we're still alive. I think we're still alive. We have to go one and one the next two games. It has to be at least, you know, we have to beat the Titans at Lambeau this week and then the Eagles is a free game. We go into the bye week. If we go into the bye week, that that would put us in at, uh, I think, six and seven or something. Six and seven, that would put us in. And then five games to come back from the bye week, five games, we need to win them all. We need to finish ten and seven. I think ten and seven will sneak us in. And uh, you think you've only mm, so you think you've only got one win. You've only you're only allowing yourself one more loss because you're four and six loss. now. One so. more loss. That's that's all we can have now. One more one more loss. We're sitting at four and six right now. We can't lose any more than one more. Mm. And uh, but the last five games are all very winnable. The the Vikings are at Lambeau, you know, and it's uh, we've lost to them in the first game before, you know, and, and giving them a spanking back again in, at Lambeau. And if we're on a roll at that point, then there's no reason why we can't. We've still got the Bears to go, and you know, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears, so that's uh, that, that that's a one column one. The line should be a one column one, so it. it you know, it's going to come down to a couple of games, whether we, we scrape in or, or don't make it. Be interesting, and especially what I'd be interested in if the Bears resurgent. I know, as you say, you know, much like us, we've got the Rams number and the Rogers is the Bears number, but with that current resurgence that they're sort of undergoing with Justin Fields finding the fact that, hey, he's one of the best running quarterbacks or one of the best runnings, running players in the NFL at the moment, will that kind of change your outlook on that game? Right, you might you might on the bears, but you've got to catch fields. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, very much so. Obviously, it's uh, the the bears are looking stronger now. You know, they really are. But I just I think it's too early for them yet. You know, I think they're the next year and the year after. I think they'll be very very strong. But it's still the Chicago Bears. It's still a a, a rebuild team. It's you know they're, they're in what year two. 
Uh, and they are still three. I mean, they're three and seven record right now, so they're still a fair get, a few games behind anyway. So yeah. although they're playing much better and he looks really good, they are still only three and seven. You know, so that's, yeah, they can score, but they can't defend. And that, you know, when you're, losing, so. when you're losing games to the Detroit Lions, that you're, you're miles ahead, and you know it, it should be over. You know, there were there were two there were two scores ahead at one point in that game mm. against the Detroit Lions, and you're losing that thirty-two. 30. You get the ball back with one minute and forty odd seconds left. You only need a field goal. Yeah, See, game that's why the Chicago Bears aren't going to kind of do anything this year. You know, because any good real quarterback worth of salt right now gets you into I mean he's only got to get 30 or 40 yards he's got a minute and 40 odd seconds to do it and I'm pretty sure they had a couple of timeouts left as well Ooh. you know yeah so suddenly yeah. that really adds up doesn't it if you've got a couple of timeouts as you say 30 40 yards needed any competent quarterback will get that for you in that time to kick a and it's goal. the Detroit Lions defense that you've already scored 31 points on yeah so you know that's yeah, so that, very bearsy isn't it it's very bearsy very much so, and that's where I see them falling down. You know, I know that the lines never give up, and the lines, you know, they, they fight to the end. They really do. I think uh, Campbell's got that ingrained into them now. You know, it's uh, we all seen hard knocks, and they're going on about their grip, but they have that grip. You know, they they actually, it's, yeah, it's not just it's not just lip service, is it? They've actually got that. And it doesn't matter how far out they are; they're going to fight right to the last play because that's, you know that's what he's instilled in them. And, and that's what that, that's what they are. You know that that's the city of Detroit as well. You know, it's that. Grit and determination. So uh, you know that said, uh, but still they go and they score. That's fine. But if you can't get with one minute forty seconds a field goal, then that that you know Aaron Rodgers would have got us that field goal. And we would have won that game. You would think, yeah, and that's it, doesn't it? You start looking at it again with another player, with another guy quarterback, or a, an extra year of experience and an extra year of you know build and growth and whatever else would you have got that so yeah you're probably just one game too early one year too early for them but i mean it looks you know interestingly enough from that sort of perspective obviously detroit and chicago may be looking at a rebuild but that's another division that next year depending on what happens at a quarterback position in green bay that could be another division in the nfc or the nfc you know that could look really strong and you know nfc East right now is the strong one. Maybe the the north's on a resurgence as well. For the yeah. next year, uh, what's it? Detroit have got the Rams' first round pick next year. So obviously yeah, the worst of Rams. Yeah, so yeah, so they could have two early picks next year, which might help them. So, I mean, it's very much. Uh, I, th- I think the North is going in the way of turning itself up upside down a little bit. You know, I mean, there's no getting away from the fact that. Rogers is on the way out, whether it's this year, whether it's next year, you know, and he doesn't look interested anymore. It's, you know, he's on the way out. Is Jordan Love the answer? I'm not convinced that he is. And Green Bay lives and dies with the quarterback. I mean, Bart Starr, we won the first two Super Bowls. We had, you know, brilliant. Mm-hmm. And then we went through a whole load of two, de- two and a half decades of absolute rubbish at quarterback, therefore doing nothing. Then we get Brett Favre. We only win one one Super Bowl with him. Then we get Rodgers. We only win one Super Bowl with him. Yeah. It's that's the position in Green Bay. We don't play the agency. We don't go. We don't go and spend big. You know, it's not a bit. We need a franchise quarterback. And if Jordan Love's not that man, how long is it going to take to find him before we're back? So I can see the Packers being a kind of nothing team 
for a year for two years at the end of Rogers, unfortunately. Unless unless they do something unusual and, and go yeah. and do a big flashy free agency trade or, or trade up in the draft and stuff, because there's some decent quarterbacks coming through the draft this year. But then you know you've got a you've got a feel for Jordan Love. He's never a had a chance. Yeah. But b any you know and then what they go out and draft his replacement again when he's not even had a one season tryout. I, I think you'll get the chance to be honest with you. I do think you'll get the chance. That's not the Packer way either. If we wind back to the the, the end of the far era, you know, Rogers came in, he sat underneath him for three years and he came in and he was pick number 32. I know he was supposed to go one to the 49ers and that, but I <laughs> Alex Smith instead. Sorry to bring it up. Yeah, just fine. Just just rub the salt in. That's fine. Not, it's a perfectly good decision. I'm sure that the, the Niners don't regret that decision at all. Not one bit, eh? But, but uh, you know, so that that ha- and then but Rogers disappeared. No one was talking about him. No one thought about him until you know Favre went and he was a man. And then all of a sudden he was thrown into. Maybe Jordan Love will be the same. Maybe Jordan Love will come in and you know he's been training under Rogers for three years. I know Rogers isn't easy to get on with, but. But Brett Favre wasn't either allegedly, was he? So yeah, exactly. That's it. You know, so he might be. He might be the man. I have my fingers crossed, but I'm not overly hopeful. So you've got that horrible, sneaky suspicion that a few years in the, in the doldrums might be coming your way. Yeah, I think you know. It's, we've, we've had a we've had a good run. My, my biggest disappointment is only one Super Bowl. That's that's the biggest disappointment out of it all. You know, it's. We should have had multiple. But, you know, can you complain about being in, what, six championship games? Seven seven championship games if you count the one that we won? <laughs> you know, it, it, it's interesting because, you, you, you know, from a Niners fan and a perspective, it's like, where do you, where do you claim, what do you claim as success? You know, most teams, and as you say, you're blessed from a, a good run where, you know, in those doldrum years, those two and a half decades, you'd have taken it. You know, you'd have bitten everybody's hands off if somebody said, "Oh, don't worry, in five years you'll be, you know, in four NFC Championship games." You'd be like, "Yeah, brilliant." But yeah. looking back the other way now, you're like, "Is that is that a measure of success, or is that actually a measure of almost making it?" It's, it's, it's you can get greedy, can't you? Well, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, for what we've had, and the you know, kind of the the. Aaron Rodgers, one of the best, you know, that's ever played. You know, he's certainly, you know, he's in the conversation. He's in the top kind of 10. To have that and only have one Super Bowl, I, I don't, I hate to use the word failure, you know, but it, it seems to me that it's a little bit of a failure. It's a little bit not living up to your full potential, maybe. Rather than failure, it's kind of missing a chance, isn't it? And it's, you know, even if you just stuck into another couple of Super Bowls and you've got a couple of Super Bowl losses under your belt, you know, and it's, and I know it's not his, you know, the, the losses, some of the losses in the finals were not Aaron Rodgers' fault. They, were, they just weren't. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they still happened. We still stumbled out the last hurdle and fell over. And if you had a couple of Super Bowl losses on the record as well, but it's not just one win, it's only even been to one. Mm. Yeah, it's only getting to one, isn't it? And, and the, the the choke sort of moniker you know, that's right. been given to you at certain times as well. But then, Johnny, I suppose you were talking about it. You you're in the situation where you'd snap hands off to get in the NFC Championship games, and you know the chances of getting there seem same seemed quite distant a couple of years ago for you guys. What do you think has managed to magically get you back to where you, you kind of you're in the mix for a playoff run this year? Yeah, well, that's probably taken everybody by surprise, even the coach. You know what I mean? They're just, it is a rebuild. 
But obviously, they're, they're playing into a state where they've, they've not got a quarterback in the draft next year, so they might have to stick with Jones. Mm. And obviously, they'll maybe try and franchise tag Barkley, because he's proven to be a good running back like he was as a rookie. Maybe he can stay fit. But yeah, they, do, they might just try and keep the same sort of system going next year for Jones, because he's playing well. Okay, he's, he's doing not, enough, right? He's, he's doing, doing enough. He's had, he's had a couple of picks that have been pulled back by penalties, but all in all, he's actually doing not too bad for because they've been the first few years. But we're, we're not good enough to get to the championship game anyway. But oh, no, I'll be happy to make the playoffs. So. It's the Giants' way, though, isn't it? It's rubbish, 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 win the Super Bowl. Rubbish, 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 win the Super Bowl. Rubbish, 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 yeah, rubbish, yeah. rubbish. It's the Giants' way. Seems like the only time they get to the playoffs, they go all the way, don't they? So, yeah. It's... Uh, yeah, so but I, I would you... take it, but I can't see it happening. Yeah, but... Yeah, well, like you say, we've got the five division games. We've got Minnesota and we've got the Colts. Okay, I mean, we're getting Taylor, so it's, it's going to be a tough running. So, but even the, 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 the Colts are the last one this week. We'll get to eight. So. The Colts is the last, the second last one, I think. Or something like but they, I mean, you don't know what you're going to get. The Colts, everyone wrote the Colts off completely, didn't they? With their new head coach, new offensive coordinator, never called a game, never played a game, or would it, you know, never been a head coach. They go out and beat the Raiders. Oh, the Raiders, it's like. <sighs> That's what, I mean, the Raiders yeah. are another team that are just they've got to be in free fall now, surely. I mean, they're, they're back, they're infighting. There's kind of Carr and Adams come on the press and say that the team aren't trying hard enough. That's not surely that's good. With tears, not in go their eyes. with tears in their eyes, that's got to be how does the locker room react to that? Like, nobody else is trying. So, well, it's like you, you've got to think that Carr will be in a new team next year, like so. Well, I mean, see, I tell you, see if Carr is in a new team next year, it will be very interesting to see what happens with Devontae Adams because he went there for Carr. He went, he went to play with his buddy, didn't he? And it's like he's given it the big legs going in. I'm going to play with another future Hall of Famer and giving it all of that nonsense, you know. And he's now sitting at two and seven, and he must be sitting there thinking, We're sitting here at two and seven, they're sitting over there at four and six. If I'm Did over I there, we're going to be a lot, you know, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. But you know, what, and then they, thinking, go, yeah. they go and get rid of car on top of that. I can see an unhappy Devontae Adams, and that's uh, that's a big star name with a big healthy paycheck that they will have. Well, I mean, didn't Carr sign a recent contract with them last year, though, didn't he, or something? So, like, yeah, but I think it's not going to cut. I don't think it's going to cost too much to get rid of it. So yeah, I don't think it's, it's because that, it's that's one of those that will not break the bank if they do get rid of them. So. Well, it's the, the thing with the Raiders is they don't have the money just to get, you know, and the contract that they've put Mike Daniels on is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. You know, they can't, they just can't afford, Mike Davis cannot buy that out. He's not got the funds to buy that out, so he's stuck with him. He's yeah. stuck with his general manager because he's on a silly contract. Someone's got to take the blame. Yeah. It's going to be Derek Carr. He's going to be Derek Carr. It's not going to be Devontae because he just came in and, you know, it was up to Derek Carr to get him the ball, not Devontae's fault, whatever else. So, yeah. And as you say, a rookie contract's going to be cheaper and depending on where they are, it's Vegas, right? They might want the new face for the franchise in Vegas now. Who knows? Jacobs will be gone as well. Jacobs is on the yeah, they're not going to pick him up. That was a, I don't know what they were thinking or what they weren't thinking. As you say, maybe it was just pure pure cap fund. They just 
they didn't have the money to sign him up and, and grab him, he's going to be a steal for somebody at the end of this year. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. It's uh, and I'm, they are they're, they're in that absolute doldrums again. The Raiders, you know, from everyone's expecting them to be good, and I was expecting them to be good this yeah. year, but it, they just they just don't seem to be able to put it together at the moment, and that they're going to have to rebuild again. I think. And but where do you go? Where do you go from where they are? Yeah. It's like, what, what have so, they got available? Not to be 17 point league. Well, that would say just... that would help. The last two or three games, they've been up by two or three scores, haven't they? And just, I think you know, it's four or five games came, of a 17 yeah. point league. So. The Jags came back on them, the Colts came back, and it's like, you've got to stop. Maybe that's maybe there is something in there that people have, you know, the players have stopped trying. I, th- I think that's where Karen uh, Adams were going with it, you know, because mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, they're having a pop at the defence for not being able to hold on to the leads that they seem to be get- they- they're giving them, you know. So it's, uh, yeah. yeah but then they disappear at half time. So. <laughs> but, but yeah, the, it's like the, it seems to be since the Chiefs game. Well, instead of kicking the extra point and got the overtime, they went for two and they didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. And, and it just. They haven't won a game since, have they? It's uh, one game, I think, out of the last five. I think they've won. It's yeah, a fun that, that. division. You know, we were all expecting such good things from that division this year. You know, you had Russell mm. Wilson at this, the shiny new Broncos. You had, you know, the Chiefs of the Chiefs and the Chargers were going to be wonderful and great. And, Herbert and everything else. And then you see reality and then you... is Raiders are rubbish. The Broncos aren't much Broncos. better. Russell Wilson's not the man. You know he was before, mm. and the Chargers aren't. Chargers are, I mean, the Chargers are beaten up. The Chargers right. are a beaten up team, so you know they are missing a, an awful yeah, lot of players still, on yeah. injury. Yeah, yeah. I told a lot of teams, still, though, but yeah, they said that you know a lot of teams are beaten up. A lot of teams have got issues with the offensive line and whatever else, and they're all kind of bumbling through making the wins. But you know that that division is crazy because that was the one that everyone was like looking at this year going, wow, look at that AFC West. It's the shootout. It's the yeah. all the quarterbacks, everything else. And it's just the it's just the Chiefs are just steamrolled with everybody. And then you know the others is then of course when you've got the the other division where you've got the Dolphins, the Bills, the Jets. Yeah. Yeah, the Jets and the Patriots. Even the I Patriots know. are not dead. I mean, they are. All, yeah, that's the division that everybody's winning. The, that whole yeah. AFC East has a winning record. It's like... Yeah. And well, the I, Bills lost and went to third in the division. Yeah, dropped right down, didn't it? I mean, what a crazy game that was, the, the Vikings game, though. I mean, the Vikings-Bills game was just... Uh, I don't know. Crazy, crazy game of the year. And, and did you see the Jefferson catch? It's just too good. It's just insane, isn't it? But... Here's the thing, in a game like, seeing a game like that in such a big game that's going, I get you're in the heat of the moment and stuff, but you've got all the cameras in the world. So how can you let such a big play run with 12 defenders on the pitch? Lined up and play, not just someone trying to run off. Someone run on going, stop, 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 or drag somebody off, but they're all there going, right, we're playing this. It's like, did nobody go? And it was massive. You know that is that is bad officiating of all bad. You know, and it's I don't expect that in the NFL. I've got to say, I, I do think that the referees are in general. I know that we've got the whole issues with the, the protecting the quarterback and stuff, but you know that's kind of they're getting told to do that. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, that's simple, basic officiating, isn't it? You know, college game, maybe they can get away because lots of moving parts. But as you say, they weren't even trying to run off or anything. Not the nobody nobody went there and sat there and gone, just do a quick count. Surely that's what that's your job at the beginning of the game or the beginning of each play is to go, well, then you've got to seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Well, wait, hang on a minute. Hang on. I, and I, it's, the Vikings got them out of jail by winning that game. They really did. If the Vikings had lost that game, that would have been oh, massive. Yeah, they'd have gone back to that going, how did you get away with that one? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just... Well, that, it's, it's, there was a week before when the referee bumped into the Viking defender and helped Samuel catch a ball and score a touchdown. <laughs> Again, they're getting a bit, they're they're getting their luckiness, but they're managing to scrape the win because that would have been a hellfire as well if they'd lost that game. Oh, the Vikings! Yeah, are, the Vikings have been behind so often, and right at that, how they've won some of these games that they've won, how they beat Washington, you know, how they beat. They've hung in there, haven't they? And they've just been gritty and yeah, just not got away, and you know, a couple of big plays by Jefferson or you know. Cousins just managing the game, not being... Or KJ Osborne just, getting his only catch for a touchdown. And, yeah. uh, random things like oh, Dalvin Cook just breaking one for 80 odd yards or whatever. Well, else. that was some run, that one, like. Oh, yeah, that was a, that was a run. That was a feature of a run, run, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, he looked like he was on wheels, didn't he? It's interesting when you talk about, the obviously, one of the big talking points that we had in the Niners game was about the officiating and the, the ejection um, of a linebacker because of the, the hit on Herbert, which was... You know, it was a flag. It was definitely a flag. It was definitely unsportsmanlike conduct, if you like, 15 yards. But then they ejected him from the game for it. And I thought, and a lot of analysts have said the same, you know, it, it, it was definitely not a an ejectionable offence. It's not like he took his helmet off or swung at him or deliberately kind of went for him. You know, so many mitigating circumstances. It was Herbert running. First of all, he falls forward rather than slides. So the linebacker starts to lean in because he's, forward, he started, he's running forward. He gets tackled from behind. And then just before he gets to the linebacker, he gets hit on the side. So he goes from this sort of position to suddenly, you know, getting hit and sideways and then helmet to helmet contact because the linebacker's already lent in with his shoulder. And they deemed it. I mean, it was in a letter of the law, it was a helmet to helmet contact. So, yes, you can get it. It's a flag. It was, you know, nobody's disputing the flag. But the fact that he ejected him from the game and, you know, he's going to get suspended potentially and fined and whatever else, that's the bit, you know, as you, as you say about officiating, it's like, is that was that the right call? Was enough taken into consideration or was it, it was helmet to helmet, is the quarterback, therefore it's ejection, you know, and it's like, it, it was a tricky one because they did say, well, no, it wasn't because he's the quarterback, he was a runner at that point. But you think if that was a running back, would it have been looked at so highly would it have given it so much like if you know if that was Lenny Fournette or like a big chunky running back but because it was Justin Herbert did it get that letter of visibility the protecting the stars aren't they and it's uh it's, I mean all you really want to see is consistency though isn't it you yeah. just want to be consistent you know and if that's an ejection then surely every helmet to helmet's an ejection then that's that's know, the precedent it's set now unfortunately is you know if if a player gets a helmet to helmet even if they get pushed into the guy and the guy's kind of gone to make a perfectly legitimate tackle, but something happened in the process of him making that tackle where his target suddenly goes from being here to down there and it helmet to helmet comes in, then it has to be an ejection because that's the precedent that's been set now by that one. So well, that's, that's the fun. slight worry, isn't it? That you're going to have to you see that happening. <laughs> They'll meet you up the number and the number of players from 53 to 63. They'll have to get because it almost happened. It almost happened in, I think, in the Chargers game that, um, 
Yeah, because Herbert had to go out, or it was a, it was definitely a game this weekend where one of the players, one of the quarterbacks, had to go out for a you know concussion check, and then the backup who was in also got a hit to the head, or you know, and he was and he may well have been our game, and everyone was like, so what happens then? Well, you right. know, the league's got to have to let them. Yeah, somebody's going to have to come in and play third string QB. You know, and you have to maybe well, you just think about the Giants just just run the ball until your just quarterback snapped back snap directly. Yeah, snap directly. We did have running, we did have a, a drive with no quarterback. Remember against Chicago when Jones went out, and then Trubisky ran head first into a tackle like I need you. He went off the field with no quarterback, so they basically yeah. just ran uh, RPOs between Barkley and Reader. We didn't get very far. I think we got one first down, but they gave enough time for them to hobble back on the field and get the smelling salts in and stuff. So, but yeah, I mean, if, yeah. if both of those, if both of the quarterbacks get, you know, eject, not ejected from the game, but you know, the medical staff go you know, concussion, you're out. What happens at, at some point? It will happen with the new concussion protocols. Yeah, then, yeah, you're going to end up with a, a, a quarter or whatever else, or a team's going to have to play with no official quarterback. So I mean, I, they do, I, do I, think, I think both kickers, you know, I think the kicker and the punter, I do think they practice through it for that kind of just in case that situation does arise. Because, as you know, most teams only have kind of one mm. on the bench and the other ones in plain clothes most games, you know. So, I do think the kicker or the punter can throw a little bit, you know, or they certainly do a little bit of practice of throwing the ball for absolute emergencies. Mm. So, then the 49ers will be okay because McCaffrey throws a good ball. Caffrey's yeah. well, not bad. Debo doesn't throw a bad ball either. Debo's was a good one too. Like you're okay yeah, so, there. Yeah. We're okay on that front. But you know, you do wonder whether or not the league will start to think about that and, and maybe amend, as you say, that the 53 man roster. Maybe all the game day roster has to change, and you have to have three QBs. I'm sure yeah. they used to have that. I'm sure. I mean, most used to. 10, they 15 have years ago. Yeah. So, and I just think that they started there. You know. That, that was back when, you know, you had maybe only about maybe 30-odd players actually really seen the field at any particular yeah. time, you know. But nowadays, you've got that many that make it on, you know, that maybe they don't want that extra spot as a quarterback. They want to leave it for someone who could do something. Well, usually, it's usually some more on the line, it. like DBs and stuff like that. And yeah. Stuff yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah, you, you save that body position for a defensive back who can play nickels and can come in on certain packages right. and place and place you know special teams and all that sort of stuff rather than wasting it on a person who might never ever kit up. And that it's one of those ones as well. You know, it's say uh, you use that spot for someone who can use it, and if you've got the quarterback in it, and you've got three quarterbacks there, well, if you lose your first two quarterbacks, it's not your day anyway. It's just, you know, just, just, just go and just go and do some RPOs. It's not your day. Just just get one of your running backs or your wide receiver who played, you know, all-purpose back in high school because most of them did. I think you find yeah, out. Yeah, that's, that's someone will throw up. Someone someone's thrown it in the past because they were the best kid in the high school and they moved, they played every position. So yeah, put him in there for that position. But yeah, you're right. I think that's maybe it will be something that'll be introduced, but. Then the teams will be like, well, you'll have to give us more more roster then because you can't more room, yeah, more room to maneuver. Yeah, the cap space is going up as well, so there's you know there's all these sorts of flexible yeah. things coming on. And it's not like there's a lack of players, you know. When you look in the college game, there's so many players that are very, 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 very good, and you don't, you know, they don't even get near the NFL. You know, it's there. There is a lot of talent out there, and there's more and more countries going to be playing the game as well now. So more and more players coming through, you know. Yeah, definitely, especially after. The 
you know, I think the NFL's eyes were definitely open wide with the Munich game and they they were like, I've read a lot about it. They were like that kind of rekindled a lot of jaded sort of fans and a lot of jaded people. And it's like Sunday, it's a business and whatever else. They were a lot like, this is why we do this. This is why we play the game. This is why we cover the game. That, that fan interaction, that feeling. So yeah, I think, as you say, it's going to, it's going to widen, but then they do have, you know, starting some, competitive outside the nfl leagues and then they've got the xfl they're supposed to be kicking off drafting now or whatever else so you know maybe you know those all those players out of college who now have a chance of some form of professional football it may not be nfl but at least it's you know almost like a, a halfway point isn't it that seems that some of these leagues are starting to spin up well you would think as well now that germany's involved in the nfl games and you know it's been in london for so long now and you know, if they're not going to do a franchise over here, they might take another throw at the European League. You know, a European mm-hmm. League of sorts. That might be a, a, a route to go down. You know, it's uh, certainly the the opportunities there now. I yeah, think you've got yeah. a lot more watching than the last effort. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, yeah, remember yeah. The, the the first season of the the World League was great, but then it, it quickly tailed off when the realization of it not being a feeder league or it being a feeder league and you know the NFL I don't think the NFL really bought into it they didn't really know what they had at the time now I think you're right they do now they know what they've got and it would be and they do it properly I think they do much like they're doing with the XFL and they do the partnership and they buy into it and they give it all the the right sort of you know razzmatazz and media and everything else and the support and as long as the players know that it's a chance for them to come from college and play in a pro, you know a professional league or a semi-professional or whatever that's of a quality that you know if you do well there it's another route to the to the pros and it's another route to the big time then yeah i think they, it might be that's the step that they take they don't go full nfl franchise they go let's rekindle the monarchs and the Ryan fire and the european league and, you know because those teams are still around still yeah remnants of those teams around so you know they can spin them back up again as you say Mm-hmm. Is that the route that the NFL take? It would be interesting. It's certainly, I, I would get, I, I do believe it would get a lot more traction this time, you know, now than it did back. You know, it wasn't such a, you know, it was a, a people. It was a novelty, wasn't it? It was, a, it was almost a novelty. That's, that, that's well. exactly yeah. what it was. But it's, uh, but you have genuine fans now, you know, it's uh, well, selling out Wembley, you know, three games in a row. It's, you know, the, 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 the fan three million game. people tried to get tickets for Munich. You know, you think it was, it was yeah. huge. It was massive, and it was, uh, and you, you you could tell. You know, you, there was an atmosphere watching it on the telly. You could sense the atmosphere watching mm. it on the telly. It was that. Uh, it was, it, you know, and it was one of those ones where you know it's maybe got a little bit stale in London now. It's been here for so long. We're now used to it. You know, a lot of the same people are going to a lot of the games, whereas that's just a whole new audience, and you mm. you could tell. Yeah, and I think that's interesting what you mentioned there about the, the London games and the international series and whatever else, you know, that season ticket, you bought your season tickets, you go every year and you notice that, you know, you go in, people are in, out the door, you know, they're you know, already thinking of where to get out to, how you, where you go next, whatever else. Whereas they got in Munich, because it was the first time, it was like the final you got there, you know, they were still in the stadium an hour later singing songs and partying and whatever else. And I think that aspect of, as you say, the London games has grown a little stale because it's become hey they're back in london again for three games i've got my season ticket like oh my team's not playing and i think maybe there's a bit of that that's built into the london ones that people who have a ticket are going even if their teams are not there and it would maybe something for consider to 
maybe I don't want to say tear up the season ticket aspect because you know that's supporters who have paid for it and want to make sure they have tickets, but maybe not as many of them or, or something to get the fans of the teams that are coming the chance to go rather than yeah, yeah. you're going well, because you've they, don't, they, don't, they don't put anything on after the game either though because like you say Wembley is usually like have red zone on the big screen and you can still eat all the burger things outside and watch the red zone yeah. instead of piling back but now you're rushing back to watch the football yeah, yeah that's like an early game you want to get back to the red zone zone as yeah, he that's it yeah, as you say, it, it was like games done, get out, off you go, go somewhere else rather than maybe make it more of a full full day event. Maybe as and, and we mentioned it a couple of games a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? The the lack of tailgating at Tottenham, the lack of tailgating at Wembley, it's yeah. lost that sort of razzmatazz day out feel. It's right. almost like turn up for three hours and get out and go off carry on your day which is a real shame because it should still be an event and Absolutely. maybe maybe they've well, when you were, missed it maybe when you were leaving they used to announce go back to the tail party watch the football eat and all that can just do that they used to have ex-players there as well remember they used to have ex-players that would be watching the red zone and you know and mingling and getting on chat and stuff and the, the, just none of it's there anymore. It's, uh, it's as you say, it's in and out now. It's uh, they're, they're rushing you away at the end. You know, they've not they don't put anything there to make you hang about. So it's no. It'd be interesting if if the NFL take that on board and you know try and do something at Tottenham and maybe move it away from Wembley because Tottenham is the the place now, isn't it? So you yeah. you wonder if they'll start to maybe try and invest in a fan zone or something where you know you can watch the game afterwards you can go after the game and hang around and mill around and watch red zone and whatever else because yeah it's a shame that they just force and wembley i think as you say because it's now all the areas that it used to be able to have tailgates and used to have that are now kind of full of flats or full of residential things or full of shops you've lost that sort of chance to do it yeah but, yeah. but you know maybe maybe sadiq khan kind of throws a, a few billion at it and kind of makes it a bit more jag friendly you know, it takes a bit I of think money. Even at, even at Twickenham, they had red zone on after the game when the Giants played there. And they'd ask again and try to get you to stay behind. Yeah, it well, so that's Twickenham because they, 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 yeah. And it's also Twickenham. They're and very, they had a big they're, area. They're, they're, very, that, so. yeah, they're very good at taking your money off you at Twickenham, though. They know yeah, that. They stick around. <laughs> so they're well versed at that. But yeah, you know, it, it doesn't, they have those little pockets around the corners of Twickenham where you can put some big screens yeah. on them. You know, as because people have made the effort. In, you know to go to a london game if if the nfl and the london sort of team put on a little bit more fans will stick around I mean, you know you made a, yeah. long, a long trip from scotland and whatever else to get there you're not just gonna you don't just want to turn up for three hours and, and dash off home or dash off to the pub to watch it you want to stay and enjoy the atmosphere so absolutely or leave before the end or leave before the end if your team's not doing so well. <laughs> no need to bring that up. Gentlemen, been lovely chatting yes. with you guys. Thank you very much for your time. You guys have a good weekend. Best of luck with the games this yeah. week. You too, Gary. You too. And we'll catch up over the next week. Until then, this yeah, has been Football from week. Across the Pond. Good night. Thanks for watching. Good night, all. Yeah.